the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, February the 1st, 2024, in the year of our Lord. On February 1st, 2003, the space shuttle Columbia broke apart during re-entry, killed all seven of its crew. Today in 1790, the U.S. Supreme Court convened for the first time in New York, but because only three of its six justices were present, they recessed until the next day. You know, that happened often during the uh, the um, Constitutional Convention. Uh, they had to postpone a couple of times, too, because people obviously were traveling by horseback in those days, or horse and buggy, and uh, sometimes there was weather issues and one thing or another, and they couldn't all convene. There, there wouldn't be a quorum or there, everybody wouldn't be there or whatever. And interestingly enough, they were adapting, even as we do today with our freeways and, you know, cars and all of that, the weather always plays a role. And that was the case often in the early days of particularly the founding of this country and some of the most important meetings that were held. Today in 1862, the Battle Hymn of the Republic it was a poem by Julia Ward Howe. It was published by the Atlantic Monthly and uh, became famous, of course, and was sung by many throughout the years. You don't hear that so much anymore, but it should be sung and said perhaps more than it is. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth, his truth is marching on. We're talking a little bit about truth today. We'll get to that in a moment. I've seen him in the watchfires of a hundred circling camps. They have builded him an altar in the evening dews and damps. I can read his righteous sentence by the dim and flaring lamps. His day is marching on. She's talking about she was looking out the window of her hotel where she and her husband were staying and some of the troops were gathered around the White House or around the Capitol building in the U.S. preparing for a civil war and she would see them looking out the window and that's how she came to write this poem in the first place. She said, He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. O be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. i got to share the last little uh, stanza with you. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea with a glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. As he died to make men holy, let us die to make men free. Well, God is marching on. That's the original, the original word. Some of those have been tampered with and changed over time. Today in 1979, Iranian religious leader Ayatollah Khomeini, he received a tumultuous welcome 
in Tehran as he ended nearly 15 years of exile. Today in 2013, Hillary Rodham Clinton, she formally resigned as America's 67th Secretary of State. And today in 2020, China's death toll from this new coronavirus that had started in Wuhan, it rose to 259. And finally, today in 2023, the FBI searched President Joe Biden's Rehoboth Beach, Delaware home as part of an investigation into the potential mishandling of classified documents. They just did that too, was after the fact, because they had done what they did at the Trump private home, Mar-a-Lago, and uh, unannounced, lights flashing, guns drawn, the whole deal. So they had to do Joe Biden, too, because he had boxes of classified documents all over his, his home, at several homes. In fact, and he had them at, at his the Biden Center, and uh, it was a mess. So people were saying, hey, what's the deal? I mean, why the two tiers of, of, of interest here? So they go out and they, they uh, I read at the time, they had informed him that they were coming, in fact, gave him a heads up two or three days in advance before they got there. And he bragged about having them in his garage and by his Corvette and one thing or another. <clears throat> so this was just a just an act, really. Um, nothing ever came of it. Um, they went out and got all these documents or looked at them or did whatever they did, had tea and left. And that is a sad story, but that is where we are in our culture today. There is a two-tiered system, and it is alive and well, and we're watching that play out before us. A Christian U.S. Navy veteran has been charged with a hate crime after he admitted that he beheaded the Satanic Temple statue that was on display at the Iowa State Capitol, Michael Cassidy. He was uh, first charged with a misdemeanor criminal mischief, but the uh, county attorney's office indicated that the man's admission that he destroyed a statue of Satan in the Capitol prompted the charges to be upgraded to a third-degree criminal mischief. The cost to replace this damaged Satan statue is about, they're estimating, between $750 and $1,500. Cassidy said he did this to awaken Christians to the anti-Christian acts promoted by our government, meaning by the government allowing them to put these kinds of statues in the state house in Iowa. He said, I saw this. This man is served. He's a veteran, served in the Navy. He said, I saw this blasphemous statue and was outraged. He said, my conscience is held captive to the word of God not to the bureaucratic decree. So I acted. Cassidy is going to be arraigned on February 15th. We'll see where that goes. Interesting poll out of South Carolina. Former President Donald Trump has a commanding lead, a towering lead, 35-point lead over the last remaining Republican primary opponent, former Governor Nikki Haley of South Carolina. In her own state, she gets 31% of the likely Republican primary voters. Trump is at 66% of likely Republican voters.
Gene Carroll, just last week, as you know, was all over the news, continues to be Gene Carroll, who just won $83.3 million in damages. That came as a result of her defamation trial against former President Donald Trump. Allegedly, she says that she supported Christine Blasey Ford's sexual assault allegations against then-Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh out of a desire to protect Roe v. Wade. But wait a minute. I thought they were going after after the nominee to the Supreme Court because he wasn't qualified to be on the Supreme Court. Oh, no, that wasn't the case at all. And they don't care whether it was actually true or not. The fact is they could not allow Kavanaugh to be on that court because he would help overthrow and overturn Roe v. Wade. Tara Reid, the woman who accused President Joe Biden sexual assault, that's a different story. This was during the hashtag MeToo movement. She posted screenshots of her alleged September 2021 direct messages with with Carol. They're communicating. In which Carol allegedly said, Tara, I tweeted about Dr. Ford because of Brett Kavanaugh's blowtorching of Roe v. Wade. Someday you and I must have tea together. You have to ask yourself, what's going on here? This message came in response to Reed's plea for support from her fellow accusers of these kinds of things, the Me Too accusers. The Daily Signal has picked up on this. They're an arm of the Heritage Foundation. I'm going to be saying some things today that are somewhat... um, Well, I'll be appropriate, but this needs to be said, and I'm going to talk about it, and I'm also on the border of people quoting people here, but the people that are quoting people are people like the Heritage Foundation that I have a great deal of confidence in. So the message came in response to Reed's plea for support from her fellow Me Too accuser. The Daily Signal has been looking into this. And they have been stonewalled as far as getting information, but they've done a good job. Others are picking up on the story, so it's going to be out there. And that's part of why we're talking about it today. But more importantly, we're talking about it today because we need to have a a clear understanding that there is two tiers of justice in America today. And truth is relative. Truth is whatever you say it is. And lying is okay, as long as it justifies the end. Tara, Tara, she said, you are strong, valiant, feisty women, a woman. She said, the haters are swarming us today. I am just stayed up. That would be the people who don't like the two-tiered justice. She said, I'm just staying off Twitter and ignoring it. You tweeted your support for Dr. Ford. That's the woman that went after Kavanaugh. Reed responded, that's why I ask. It's hard and I do always and I do not always feel strong, but rather isolated. Thank you and have a good night. The statement speaks for itself, Reed told the Daily Signal in her Twitter direct message on Monday of this week. 
it sounds like she was supporting the political cause, not the alleged victim. You will recall that Reed accused Biden of kissing her, touching her, penetrating her with his hand, with his fingers, without consent when she worked for him in 1993. Biden has denied these allegations, of course, and after severe media scrutiny, Reed ultimately fled to Russia because she said she feared for her safety. She was getting a lot of death threats. Jean Carroll accused Trump of raping her in a Manhattan Bergdorf Goodman department store in, she said, quote, 1995 or 1996. She was not, not certain. Trump denied, but she was certain on what she was wearing. In fact, she defined the blazer that she was wearing exactly by name. Trump, of course, denied the allegations, but a jury found him liable of sexual battery last May. But on Friday of this week, this past Friday, another jury awarded Carroll $83 million in a defamation case against Trump. Follow me on this. As you can imagine, he has sworn to the uh, appeal the verdict against him. He says on Truth Social, he said, absolutely ridiculous. I fully disagree with both verdicts and will be appealing the whole Biden-directed witch hunt and so on. He said, they've taken away all my First Amendment rights. Well, they have. And that is going to come out because his lawyer is going to see that it does. But Carol, who did not immediately respond to a request for comment from the Daily Signal, she did tell CBS News on Monday that she will be doing anything she can to assist Biden in winning the 2024 election. Does that mean accusing Trump of something that he did or did not do? Of course it does. It means what she said. I will be doing anything I can do to assist Biden in winning the 2024 election. Interestingly enough, CBS ran that story as though it were absolute gold standard news. But it was this same woman who has accused the former CBS executive, Les Moonves, who's no longer with CBS, of raping her. This is not in the general news, but it was covered in The Hollywood Reporter, which is the gold standard for an industry journal. That uh, Moonves reportedly denied the allegation in a statement that he gave to New York Magazine, which is a part of the New York Times. It should also be noted that Carol's allegations against Trump, which were brought in 2019, are incredibly similar. In fact, they're parallel to a plot on the TV show Law and Order, an episode from 2012 when, prior to when this was happening. In that episode, a victim is raped in a Bergdorf Goodman dressing room. CNN reported it, and they ask about it. Carol, who is a fan of the show, she said, I watch it all the time. She told the outlet it tickled her that the plot line was coincidentally so similar to her own story, but that it's just a magnificent coincidence. Is all this that's happening out there just a series of magnificent coincidences? 
Why is Jean Carroll's case against Trump or Christine Ford's case against Brett Kavanaugh more important and more prominent than Tara Reid's case against Joe Biden? You know the answer to that. So do I. So do millions of Americans. Ford's own lawyer, Deborah Katz, she said in April of 2019 that putting, quote, an asterisk next to Kavanaugh's name before he takes a scabble to Roe v. Wade was part of what motivated her. Ford said, and I quote, these are her, her words. She said, in the aftermath of these hearings, I believe that Christine's testimony brought about more good than the harm misogynist Republicans caused by allowing Kavanaugh on the court. He will always have an asterisk next to his name, Katz says. When he takes a scaffold to Roe v. Wade, we will know who he is, we know his character, we know what motivates him, and that is important, it's important that we know, and that is part of what motivated Christine, end of quote. Wow. So they weren't really trying to seek justice or even truth. They were simply trying to help Biden get elected. That's what they're saying. I'm not defending anything or anybody. I'm just trying to turn on the light so we can see some truth. Barbara Streisand, who is one of Joe Biden's biggest Hollywood backers, she gushed and is still gushing all week over E. Jean Carroll's X post on Wednesday. Barbara Streisand jumped in. She's celebrating that Carol has, quote, shut up Trump. That's what that was about in her mind. Could it be that these allegations are made simply to advance a cause? I mean, would they do that? Is it more important to support the cause than the individual? Does the end justify the means? I mean, let's pull back and take a wide shot at life. If that's true, if it's true that the end really does justify the means, then the whole woman's movement is a sham. Would women trade their birthright for a bowl of stew? The Senate Judiciary Committee announced in November of 2018 that its final report on the investigations into Kavanaugh's alleged misconduct found no evidence to corroborate the claims that Blasey Ford had made against him. The United States Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24, 2022. The thing they feared most <laughs> has come upon them. The Signal reports this, the Daily Signal. They said Reed told the Daily Signal that she never comments on whether she believes other women's allegations. But she pointed out that Carol's legal fees were funded by a top Democrat donor, Reed Hoffman. No top donor of either party ever helped me one iota to access justice, Reed says when she when she accused Joe Biden of doing what she accused him of doing. She said, time's up. That's an active group of people. I guess you'd call them their activists. Um, 
that she said Time's Up turned out to be a catch and kill for Democrat elites. E. Jean Carroll is part of the establishment and was treated like a queen in the media with Vogue covers, mainstream media. The two-tiered justice system has never been more important than now. It's been said that the first sign of corruption in a society that is still alive is that the end justifies the means. The Bible doesn't teach that the ends justify the means. It teaches something very different. God is not just interested in the results, although certainly he is. But God is interested in the process in our lives as well. I'd like to turn our attention to the biblical truth of this whole thing that surrounds this episode in this ongoing saga of who will be the next president of the United States. But the way this whole thing is playing out, and it's playing out in other areas, and I simply can't cover all of them today on the program, but this thing about Trump and Kavanaugh and and Biden pretty much turns the light on to the kind of a culture that we've created in America, even even in some cases in the church. Lying is defined as making an untrue statement with the intent to deceive. And these women are actually celebrating the fact that they, I mean, their motive, they say, I'm not saying they were or were not abused or mistreated by these men. I mean, I don't know. But what I do know is that they are saying now, after the fact, that it was more important to move their cause forward than it was to tell the truth. That's what they're saying. That's what their representatives are saying, their lawyers and so on. They're celebrating the fact that they won the case for Biden and they killed the case against Biden. And they're celebrating that. And so is Barbara Streisand and, and a whole legion of other celebrities in uh, Hollywood. But lying is making an untrue statement with the intent to deceive. A white lie, even a small lie, a little one, is, a, is an untrue statement. But it's usually considered unimportant because it doesn't cover up a serious wrongdoing. We look at what these people are doing. We say, well, I, I, wouldn't, I, mean, I, I would never go to court and blatantly lie about somebody. Somebody's lying because the woman says he, whether it's Trump or Kavanaugh or Biden, he did this and this and this to me, and they're saying, no, he did not. So somebody's lying. Somebody's telling the truth. We don't know. I mean, God knows. But in that is a bigger picture about lying. A white lie is... Deceptive. I mean, sometimes you go, well, it's just a little white lie. Now, I'm, I'm not going to get real legalistic here, but let's just turn on the light of the truth. And sometimes the light of the truth is, it, it's tough. Because sometimes, even in our churches, we just don't hear the truth from the Word of God. Many do, but too many don't in America. And we live in a culture that has sort of glorified and has, has, has crowned almost as king that the end justifies the means. So whatever it takes, you're brave. 
You're noble. You're courageous. Woman, you're standing for all women everywhere and so on. And the reverse. I'm not talking about women's rights here. We're talking about truth. Some white lies are common. Lying about one's age, for example, or the fish that got away. We live in a society that kind of conditions us to lie by telling us that in many situations, lies are justified because of the end. Of course, the secretary covers for the boss who doesn't want to be disturbed. The salesman exaggerates qualities of his product. The job applicant kind of pads his resume. The reasoning is, as long as no one is hurt, if the good, the result is good, little lies are fine. And so it goes. This is the regular everyday version of the deceptive environment that we've created in our culture, in our families. This thing with Trump and Biden and Kavanaugh and all that, that's the big picture of the same thing. But the little picture is you and I face that in our lives every day. Are we going to lie for because the end justifies the good? Or the actions? First, the belief that a white lie is helpful is rooted in the idea, the philosophy, which is foreign to biblical truth, that the end justifies the means. If the lie results in a perceived good, then the lie was justified. But God's condemnation of lying, like in Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, it contains no exception clause. I mean, God says, don't do that. Don't get yourself caught into a... And social media is is one of the most destructive devices that we have out there. And I'm not saying you should. It could be used for good. I, I know that. I'm not. I know there's people saying you should totally get off social media. Well, I pretty much am. But you have to make that decision. But social media can pull you into where you're living kind of a lie. You're kind of living as the way you want people to see you and you're misleading them with, with photos and with with comments and, and you put it together and it becomes a process of living. And that isn't pleasing to God and it isn't something where you're going to grow spiritually. And I understand we talk about current events on this program and I don't want to become your pastor today, although we should be aware of this and be aware that we're getting... Too many Christians are getting sucked into this whole thing that, well, you know, if I, I mean, if, if I don't tell the truth, I mean, look what it'll accomplish. Look, it won't hurt somebody or whatever. And God is saying, don't do that. Telling a white lie can be tactful. It can be done on the screen through social media. You could present something that isn't true. It's what maybe you want to be true, but it's not true. Sometimes telling the truth is, isn't easy. But let's try to live with God's strength. I mean, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're broken. We're broken people. But let's try to walk in God's truth and ask God to help us and forgive us when we get sucked into that whole web of deception that we live in today in our culture. Well, there's much more that I could say, but I think you get the point and all of us together, 
we need to consider this, and we need to be informed about what's going on in our culture. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for your support. We need it. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.